0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, ala Amma Alhamdulillah, tonight is the 5th of March in the year 2023, and Alhamdulillah is the 14th night of the blessed month of Sha'aban. So, tomorrow night, inshallah, will be the blessed. 15th night of Sha'aba. So inshallah to spend the session discussing whether there is any reality to this blessed night and what exactly takes place on that blessed night. So first, many people erroneously believe that there is nothing about this blessed night. Or they (coughs) say the hadith which mention the virtues are fabricated or very weak. So that in itself is erroneous. So I'm going to mention two Sahih hadith. The first, in Tabarani in his Kabir 20 109, Tabarani in his Osat number 6776, Sahih. Ibn Hiban in his Sahih number 5665, Ibn Khuzayma in his Tawheed number 90, Sahih. <coughs> Ibn Abi Shaiba in his Al Musannaf 7 139. Abdul Razak in his Al Musanna 4 317, Abu Na'im al Hilya 5 191, Ibn Asakir in his Tariq Dimashq 54 97, Behaki in his Shu'ub al Iman number 6628, and Sheikh Al Bani Rahmatullah states Sahih in As Sahihah number 1144. Sayyidina Mu'ad ibn Jabal, he relates that our beloved messenger said, Sir Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at his creation in the night of mid-Shaaban and he forgives all his creation except one with shirk or enmity Mushahin So let's look at this. So it's an absolutely flawless report. So this narration by itself clearly proves that this night is a very special night. So what did the Prophet say? Sallallahu alayhi wa Allah looks at his creation. So what does that mean? It means he looks with a special affection. Because obviously he's always looking at his creation. So it can't mean the obvious. So he looks with a special affection at his creation on the 15th night of Shaaban. And he forgives all his creation. Except two. The one who commits shirk or the musha'hin, The one who has enmity or hatred. It is hard for others. So, this is the first report. A second. In Ibn Abi Asim in his As Sunnah number 509, Shaykh Al Bani Rahmatullah Ali states in his checking of Ibn Abi Asim in his Sunnah, our glubid messenger, he said, Sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he descends on the night of the middle of Sha'aban to the lowest heaven and forgives each soul except one who has enmity in their heart or one with shirk in Allah the Most High. Mm. So this is the second Sahih Hadith. Mm. In Ibn Abi Asim, Shaykh Albani states Sahih. The wording has changed. Allah the Almighty descends on the night of the middle of Shaaban. Mm. So this is mutashabihat. We don't go into it. We believe it as it's mentioned. But what's happening famously in the Hadith, in the sahih, when he descends, he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's asking, is there anybody who needs anything? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody who has a request? Mm-hmm. And he keeps asking until Fajr. Mm-hmm. That is in the last third of the night. Mm-hmm. Every night. But on this night, all night, mm-hmm. Allah, the Almighty and Glorious descends. And I'm going to mention what the scholars have said about that. So it means that it's a night of du'a. Allah is basically asking all night, do you have any needs? So whatever needs you've got, you ask. So these are two sahih hadiths with regards to the 15th night of sha'aban. So to add a few of the details. A second thing which is mentioned about this night is that the decree is given to the angels. But what is more authentic is that that takes place on the night of Qadr, Laylatul Qadr. However, there is no contradiction. Imam qurtubi in his Imam Baghwi in his Tafsir, mentions that Ibn Abbas said, Allah Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala decrees the decree every mid Sha'aban." He then submits them to their owners on Laylatul Qadr. So what's happened? On the 15th night of Sha'aban, al is decreed. But nobody has got the list, according to Ibn Abbas. It's executed on the Laylatul Qadr, it's given. It's submitted on Laylatul Qadr, meaning there's a link between the 15th night of Sha'aban and Laylatul Qadr. So, reports mention who will live, who will die, who will get married. All of that is on the 15th night of Sha'abani mentions that. But the entirety or the execution is given on Laylatul Qadr. So, now, what else do we know about this blessed night? Half is Al Khatib and Al Asbahani, also recorded in Deir in his Musnad Al Firdos 5 274, Imam Mundiri in his Targheeb 2 152. Uh, Our beloved messenger sallallahu he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up the means to good in four nights, which are the nights, the two nights of Eid, the midnight of Shaaban, because during it lifespans and provisions and pilgrimages are decreed, and the night of Arafat until the Adhan of its morning. So here, what did the Prophet ﷺ say? These are four nights of extreme goodness. Allah opens up too much goodness, gates of goodness. The two nights of Eid, Eid al-Fitr, Eid al-Adha, the midnight of Shaban. And the Prophet specifically said about it, the 15th night in this Hadith Sallallahu <coughs> Alaihi Wasallam, lifespans, provisions and Hajj and Umri are decreed. That's when the list goes out. Who's gonna come to Hajj? Who's gonna do Umrah? It's on the 15th night of Shaban. And the night of Arafat until the Adhan. So it's a night in which Allah is decreeing things to take place. What else? So now, he descends. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hafiz Zain al-Iraqi. He states, and this is in, recorded by Hafiz Munawi in Faydu al 2-317. So Hafiz Zain al-Iraqi, Hafiz al-Hadith, he said, this night is distinguished from other nights in which Allah Tala descends. It is only the last third or last half of them in which Allah t'ala sends down His mercy. But in this night of Sha'aban, it begins from sunset until sunrise. Also because in this night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives more people than the hairs of the sheep of the tribe of Qalb where is this is not a property in other general nights of the year so Hafiz Zain al iraqi very famous Muhaddith Rahmatullah they said there's two exclusive things about this night no other night Allah descends all night not even Liratul Qadr <laughs> think about that it's got something over al Qadr <laughs> all night al Qadr last third no exception angels come down but not doesn't mention anything about Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And secondly, Allah forgives more people than the hairs of the sheep of the tribe of Qalb. So, where is that mentioned? So, let me give you the reference first. So, this is recorded in Tirmidhi number 670, Ibn Majah number 1379, Imam Ahmad in his Musnad number 24825, Ibn Abi Shaibah in his Al Musannaf 7 139, in his Shu'ab al Iman number 3825 to 6. Abd ibn humayd in his Musnad, number 1507. Addur al Mantur, 44 3, half is Munziri authenticates the chains of Behaki and Bazar in Targhib. As does Imam Behaki and Imam Suyuti said, it is Hassan in Jami al Sahib, number 1942. The relevant part of the hadith, the Prophet said, Allah the Almighty descends to the nearest heaven on the night of Mid Aban. And he forgives more people than the number of hairs on the sheep of the tribes of Qalb. I, a large tribe. So two things are mentioned in this authentic hadith. He descends and he forgives millions if not billions. This is his kindness. What else is special about this night? There's a report. Behaki in his Sunan number 6386. Behaki in his Shu'ab al-Iman number 3711. Abdul Razak in his Musannaf number 7927 and Ibn Asakir and Dilami in his Musnad al Fuldos number 2797. Abdullah ibn Umar and Abu Umarmah they both said, There are five special nights in which du'a are not rejected. Friday night, the first night of Rajab, the midnight of Sha'aban, and the two nights preceding the two Eids. So there's a weekly one, Thursday, every Thursday night using the Western calendar, it's a night where duas get answered. The first night of Rajab, 15th night of Sha'aba, and the two nights of Eid. So all of these reports indicate it is a night of a special attention by Almighty Allah. So let's summarize all that. What happens on this night? First of all, does it have substance? Yes, it's authentic. Anybody who denies it, He's actually in error. Mm -hmm. It's a night in which Allah descends the entire night. Mm -hmm. It's a night in which Allah forgives millions, much more than even millions out of His kindness and mercy except a few categories. Mm -hmm. It's a night on which the decree is given somewhat. Mm -hmm. It's a night on which He answers Mm du'as. Right? So note all of these things. Are special with regards to this blessed night of the midnight of Sha'aban. So now, what is the worship that one needs to do? Imam Sayyuti in his work Hakika Al-Sunnah wa al-bid'ah, page 58, he said, As for the midnight of Sha'aban, it has immense merit. It is mustahab to spend part of it in optional worship. However, this must be done alone. So Imam Sayyuti said, this definite, is a blessed night. It is recommended that you do worship during this night. Whatever, but try to do it alone. It's not a night for congregation. So, it's a night in which we should worship. So, people go, what should we do? Whatever you want. Recite the Quran, offer naful prayers. (laughs) al Tasbih, taajud, make du'a, give sadaqah, etc. etc. But you go out of your way to do something extra. But the critical worship, I think, is du'a. Mm-hmm. Right? But don't forget the sunnah is the, do you do worship before du'a? You can make du'a, but the Prophet would do worship, then he would make a dua to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here the famous narrative I mentioned. So half is Ibn al Qudam. So who is this? So Hafiz ibn Qadamah was the teacher of Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi Allah. So Hafiz ibn Qadamah rahmatullahi Allah, he wrote a very famous work called Kitab al tawabin The Book of the Repenters page 223 to 5. So he narrates a report about a very famous personality. His name is Malik ibn Dinar, rahmatullahi <coughs> So when did this man die? So we know what age he was. He passed away a hundred and twenty-three to five years after the hijrah. So he's a tabi'in. So Malik ibn Dinad, he's a tabi'in. Somebody once asked when did you repent? Could you give us details, O Shaykh? What was the time? What happened? So he said, I was a policeman and I was given to drink. So, Straight away, two problems. Policemen, and policemen usually, there's problems with them. They can be bribed, they can be this, that, and the other. The The second was, he used to commit a major sin. He took intoxicants. He goes, I I was given to drinking. I bought a beautiful slave and I was blessed with a daughter. I doted over my daughter and when she began to crawl on all fours, I grew even more fond of her. So he got uh, his what is right and possesses. From her, he was blessed with a daughter, and the daughter got to crawling age. Whenever I put a strong drink in front of me, she would come to me and pull me away from it, or she would spill it. So this shows that he was a major sinner. He didn't even hide from his children. Normally, people hide the sins, but he was that into the intoxicant, he did it in front of his child. So she would pull it or spill it. Subhanallah when she was two years old. She suddenly died. I became consumed with grief over her loss. It was the midnight of Sha'aba. Stop. What was here? So he goes it was the 15th night of Sha'aba. It was Friday night as well. I stayed home. And I drank and I drank. I did not even offer the Isha prayer. So how many major sins? This is the Isha prayer. He's knocked out, drunk. In that state I had a dream that the day of judgment had begun. The horn was blown. The graves gave up their dead. Mankind was gathered up And I was amongst them. So look how strange. He's not out in complete intoxication. He's having a dream. And it's the day of judgment. And he's he's resurrected. I heard someone behind me. I looked around. And I saw a dragon of indescribable size. Bluish black rushing towards me with wide open jaws. I thus began to flee in terror he hears a kind of a growling sound turns around and he sees like an animal of hell so he's now legging fleeing as i was fleeing i passed by a sheikh dressed in spotless clothes exuding a beautiful scent i stopped and i greeted and he greeted me back so i pleaded with him oh sheikh protect me from this dragon May Allah ta'ala protect you. Hmm. The Shaykh wept. And he said, I am weak. It is stronger than I. I cannot overcome it. Keep going on. Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you something that will save you from it. Hmm. So look how interesting. How did he know that this Shaykh could help him? Hmm. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best but he goes, please help me. He's, I haven't got the strength because it's stronger than me. Well, if you go on, maybe something else will help you. So, I returned and I resumed my flight. I climbed up one of the promontories on the day of resurrection, overlooking the layers of hell. I looked at the horror they contained, and I almost fell in for fear of the dragon. So, he goes up and he ascends slightly, and he starts seeing the the layers of hell. And he sees the dragon. But suddenly a crier called out to me. Go back. You are not one of the inhabitants of hell. You he Don't worry. His words still my fears. And I retreated. But the dragon pursued me. I came back to the sheikh. I said oh sheikh. I beg you to protect me from this dragon. You didn't protect me. He wept again and said I am weak. But head towards the mountain. In it are kept the deposits of the Muslims. If there is a deposit for you, it will help you. (laughs) So he told him something very strange this time, because go to the mountain, there's treasures there. If you've got something, it will help you. (laughs) I looked and I saw a round-shaped mountain of silver topped with domes of (laughs) hollow pearl and hanging drapes. And every dome had two large gates of red gold encrusted with emeralds and pearls, and over whom with drapes of silk. So it wasn't a normal mountain. <laughs> I don't think it was like a normal mountain. He saw, you know, pearls, and chambers, and drapes. When I saw the mountain, I ran toward it, but the dragon was in hot pursuit. As I approached the mountain, one of the angels suddenly cried out, Raise up the veils, open the gates, and look, perhaps this wretched one has a deposit with you, That will save you from his enemy. Mm. At this the veils were lifted. The gates opened. And out of the palaces came children with faces like full moons. Mm. So what happened? An angel is in charge of the mountain. And he's given permission for it to open. And something to help them. And look how he described the man. He goes, the wretched one. (laughs) The dragon was catching up with me and I was in despair. One of the children cried out. Woe to you. Come and see all of you. His enemy is very near him. Whereupon the children came one wave after another. And subhanallah. Amongst them was the dear daughter of mine that had died two years before. When she saw me she wept and said, My father by Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what happened? The treasures are children. So the children are seeing the dragon, they're seeing the man and they're calling each other. Come, somebody must know this man. Mm -hmm. And the daughter came. And look at the time period, two years Mm -hmm. has passed since his daughter. Mm -hmm. When she saw him, she wept. She leapt in a carriage of light and came near me, the speed of an arrow. She put her left hand in my right hand and I held on to her. Mm -hmm. Then she stretched out her right hand towards the dragon and just by signaling the dragon darted and fled. My daughter then asked me to sit because I was shaking. When I sat, she sat in my lap and she began to stroke my beard and said, "Oh, Father, and then she recited a verse. In Surah 57 verse 16, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Has not the time come for those who believe, that their hearts become humble at the remembrance of Allah, I began to weep when she recited this verse. So the daughter was basically saying to the father, "Well, Allah, Allah says, He goes, isn't it time, I, for you to change your ways?" Because I like wept. I then said, "Oh, my daughter, do your children know the Quran?" She replied, my father, we know it better than the living. I then asked her, tell me about the dragon that was after, you know, to kill me. She said, those were your evil deeds that you built up and strengthened. And they wanted to take you to the hellfire. I then asked, what about the sheikh? Who I passed twice. She replied, oh, my father, those were your righteous deeds. You made them weak until there was no match for your evil deeds. I then asked, Oh my daughter, what are you all doing in this mountain? She replied, We are the children of Muslims. We have been given this dwelling until the hour strikes. We await whatever you send us and we will intercede for you. Malik ibn Dinar then said, I then suddenly awoke and I was startled. And I saw that the morning had arrived. I flung the drink from me, and I shattered the drinking cups. And I repented mm-hmm. to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. He goes, this was the 15th night of Shaban. Mm-hmm. So now, Malik ibn Dina, I'm going to mention something about him in a bit. Mm-hmm. So he was a major sinner. What was in his favor? Two things. Mm-hmm. He lost his daughter, mm-hmm. and the 15th night of Shaban. What was against him? He was in a state of intoxication. he missed the farad prayer. What was heavier? Look how amazing that is. The mercy of Allah was heavier. Such was this night that coincided with this great man's repentance. So now who's Malik Ibn Deenah? are thinking, okay, mashallah, So what's special about him? His rank was so high that we have the following report. So the narration, I'll say it from memory. So the narration is Imam Ahmad in his Zuhd, Behaki, Abu Nuaim Ibn Asakir and Ibn Abidunya. And the report mentions about Malik ibn Dinar. Wahb ibn Munabbih. He said, I saw Rasulullah in my sleep. I said, Ya Rasulullah, where are the Buddha, the substitutes, the saints of your ummat He gestured with his hand towards Sham. I asked, Ya Rasulullah, are there not any? Buddha, from Iraq, he replied, Yes, Muhammad ibn Wassi, Hassan ibn Abi Sinan, Malik ibn Dinar, who walks amongst the people similar to Abu dhar of his time. (laughs) Radi Allah, let's look at this. So, who's the narrator? (laughs) Wahab ibn Munabbih, Zahmatullah. So he was a Tabi'in, senior Tabi'in, he was a rabbi who embraced Islam. And he saw the Rasulullah in his dream, he was blessed. He asked about the saints, the Abdals. He goes, They're towards Syria, Palestine, Jordan, Lebanon. He goes, Are there any amongst them in Iraq? The Prophet goes, Yes, he mentioned three. And what did he mention about Malik ibn Dinar? He goes, He is like Abu Dhar. So what do we know about Abu Dhar? <laughs> in Tirmidhi and Mishkat, the Prophet said, Abu Dharr resembles Isa ibn Maryam in Zuhd. Mm. Abu Dharr, resembles Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus Christ, in his renunciation of the world. Mm. Thus, Malik ibn Dinar, not only resemble Abu Dharr al-Ghifari, but also Jesus Christ. Mm. But look at his beginnings, you're thinking, is this the same person? Mm. So what do you notice? The 15th night of Shaaban is a night of repentance. Mm. A people repent back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they beg Allah ta'ala to help them in their worries. So now, why if I mention all this? Because look how shaitan has duped many. They ignore this night. It's like, what are you ignoring? He goes, oh, there's, not, there's no substance to it. <coughs> these, are, these are weak and this, that, and the other. And then you go, brother, shaitan's, you know, made you miss out, not on a blessing. He's made you miss out on an awesome blessing. Now think about it. We don't know who Allah forgives. He forgives millions. But don't you think that you have a better chance if you're worshipping that
1: night?
0: Allah is going to forgive. He forgave Malik Ibn Dinar. He wasn't worshipping. So that's why, logically, you should be doing something at that night and hopefully Allah will enlist you. Another deed which the Prophet did once he, he went to the graveyard on the 15th night of Shaaban. This is in Sayyid Muslim. So uh, Mufti Shafi, rahmatullahi, he said this is a sunnah that is to be done once. So once in your life you should go to the blessed graveyards of the Muslims on the 15th night of Shaban. You go more than once, but once is the sunnah. So what's interesting, the Prophet was highlighting, don't forget the dead. Obviously, Allah's mercy is descending on the living. But you his example was, what about the dead? Right? So you're asking asking Allah, the Almighty, please shower the mercy upon the dead as well. You're showering it upon us. So this is another sunnah, which is certainly worth uh, getting in, in your short life. So all I mentioned today, was basically a few facts and figures with regards to the blessed 15th night of Sha'aban, which will be tomorrow night, insha'Allah and inshallah with the few things i've mentioned we can make the most of this most blessed night are there any questions you like to ask